week or so, and uh, then you can all come and we'll have a spread. No food, well, just some snacks maybe, but we'll have a That's happening, so we... Uh, getting to know them and uh, come and, and weed the, the garden beds and um, had, a, had a good day, got a lot done and uh, so it was very encouraging to, to see people out and meeting new folks and uh, it was a, a good time. So uh, lots of Don't just leave me, leave me laying there. But uh, we're looking forward to, to building that wall and, uh, and getting those distributed. Uh, Miranda, do we have a, a number for how many? We're Joanne. What's our number? Forty-seven. We're up to forty-seven. So we're we're still trying to leave that. And so we're still spreading the word. We've got a couple of weeks, so uh, uh, I'm sure it'll pick up momentum as we we go along. But uh, that's that's good. Um, if you have a prayer, prayer card, we'll uh, pick those up at, at this time, and uh, um, of course there'll be a, an opportunity a little later to. He's taking those. You got one, good. Thanks. All right. Well, I hope everyone's comfortable this morning, whether you're here in person or watching at home, but uh, maybe, maybe not too comfortable. But, but what makes you comfortable, right? Everybody's a little bit different. What do you need to truly be comfortable? Is it the right chair? Okay. Um, what about the right Okay. How important is that? Uh, the right clothes, okay? Uh, are there certain clothes that if you're wearing them, you just cannot be comfortable. Right? What about the right shoes? Mm. Uh, the right environment. Do you go to the mall? Or do you have to be in a different environment? What about music? All right. You're going to be comfortable. Do you need to have some particular music playing uh, in, in the background? Maybe your favorite food, hot chocolate and marshmallows, a good book with people that you can relax when you're around. You know them well and you're comfortable with them. Maybe with all of that, preacher. Yeah, yeah. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. What? Uh, okay. And and so we all 
we sort of do a survey of the American church, and it's perhaps not only the American church, but this is where we are, um, is that it's often connected to social upward mobility. Okay? That the church and Christianity is often connected to social upward mobility. So, so just think for a moment, if you see a community that has high poverty, would the church make a difference there? You say, well, it's going to make a difference in lots of different ways, but is it going to even to the wealth of people. And isn't that it? If you become a Christian. Right? But, but would become Christians, if more people would, would follow Jesus. And, and so, I think that want Christians to be successful and to prosper. Okay? And, and, and I'm not calling anyone names there. That, that's our message. <laughs> uh, and, and they would, um, you know, that they're, they're very bold in promoting that. Some of you may, if you're old enough, have heard about the called the Prayer of Jabez. And it was all the rain a long time ago. Um, and the of a person in the Bible named Jabez. Now, everybody knows the story of Jabez, right? Because this person gets two verses in the Bible. Um, in first ten, uh, uh, verse 9 and 10. And so, in verse 10, it has this prayer. And it's the only thing we're told. And in that first part of the prayer, it asks, uh, Jabez asks God to expand his territory. Okay? God. So. Because it says at the very end of the verse that God answered his prayer. Right? 
Uh, so maybe Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. All right? So uh, if you see my Rolls Royce parked down there next week, you know what happened. But and, uh, and Jabez became an example of that. So I'm not really of this teaching, this idea that God chair, the right temperature. Can you really be comfortable if you don't have AC in the summer or heat in the winter? If you can't get it to the... Isn't it amazing how narrow a range of temperature we live within? You know, so in the... What is it, in the winter? You know, somewhere... And God wants that for me. Right. And, and so if I can't have that, then maybe there's something wrong with my relationship with God. And, and so we, that, that I think is the mindset that's behind it. God wants us to be happy. God wants us to be comfortable. God wants us to in, enjoy life. And to do that, we need to have the stuff that makes us comfortable and happy. Now, comfort is certainly one of the great motivators of our society. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've noticed over the years how car advertising has changed. I can remember when they used to have diagrams on the, on the screen of how the engine was working. And they were just see happy people sitting inside a car. Okay. I keep seeing an ad on my phone and it's saying how much easier it is because their car has a bigger screen for you to get the map on compared to the other car that has a smaller screen. So you should buy this car because it has a bigger screen for the map. I, I don't know what So, comfort is a great motive. Right? And, and so, in our cars. And that's what they sell. And, and so, it's a great 
motivator. How many? Isn't that and and how many No, don't raise your hand. No, it's all right. Uh, so In retirement, that becomes our, our goal, our motivation. Why can reach that goal? Now, I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I'll be more I'll say, well, I've got another thing that will come back in next week if that's the case, right? So, um, there's nothing wrong with having that as a goal. We need to provide. In retirement, well, where's that idea come from? An insurance company? Maybe they've been selling that message for a hundred years, and we said, "Yeah, that seems good." You know, an investment company, a bank, you know, your employer, the government, when they set up and it's good. And then, but because I would be miserable in retirement. And if you're not setting aside, and if you're not faith struggles. Where it can come to create a tension is when we take this value in our society and we say, this is what God wants for me. Right? And so we, we turn to chapter 3 and we say, look, be happy and comfortable in retirement. He goes, yeah, I'm claiming that promise. Right? I'm claiming that promise. And, and so, Relationship with God, and, and I think that uh, until it's pointed out to us. But I want so in Luke chapter nine, we have the. 
situation where Jesus walking along the road. And the man have you on board. Instead, Jesus says to him, foxes. <laughs> right? Foxes have dens. Birds have nests. I'm in verse 58. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What's he saying? He recognizes, perhaps, the, I don't know if it's the motivation, but he at least recognizes the obstacle that this man has to overcome. Because he's, he, he essentially says to this man, okay, you're not going to be comfortable. I have a policy of not staying at the Hilton. Okay? And so I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're staying. I don't know who's going to put us up and when they're going, how long we'll be there. And he, he says, you know, you can come, but you're not going to get wealth and you're not going to be comfortable. And the assumption seems to be, from the way the text is written, that this the individual, that he chose not to follow Jesus. We're not told that, but it seems to be. Because he comes to another. Okay. So he says, yeah, sure. But, um, and, and, and so I'm not going to get into that. In, in fact, there's a third. Jesus is like, well, shouldn't you have done that before you came and see me? Right? <laughs> Why'd you come and come? And so, it won't be comfortable. And so that is the core. was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be uncomfortable for the rest of my life. This is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. This isn't going to be easy. 
I want to come down to Judas. We read the story of Judas, or some of the story of Judas, earlier in Luke chapter 22. Trying to, yep. Judas Iscariot, we know, betrayed Jesus. Right? I think pretty much everyone knows that Judas betrayed Jesus. Sold him out to the temple, the temple authorities, the religious leaders of Israel. And we're not given a lot why Jesus, why Judas did this. Okay? Um, we're told that, that Satan entered him, but Just that's not how things work. But when we Jesus was no longer filling. Maybe we want to say that, that Jesus just made a mistake when he called Judas. I tend not to, to think that that's the case. But perhaps Judas into the communal purse that they they carried and and so what the, it tells us about Judas doesn't it Judas valued money right I don't know why he valued money what was he money in and of itself doesn't do anything does it Right? Now you've got to use the money for something. So money only has value for something. And so, what was it that Judas was using that for? I don't know. Was it to be comfortable in retirement? Maybe it was to buy himself, you know, those Nike sandals, you know, so he would have the best footwear out of everyone you know, following Jesus. Um, maybe it was just to have the good food, the good wine when they're traveling. I, I don't know, but his affection for money, his affection for, for comfort, for his affection for the thing. prompted him to take 
in so doing, the door for Satan to enter his life. And, and I'm sure. Entailed and promised. Right? That's why he followed him. Because each of these, the, the 12, I'm not saying they were gone. They had to leave their family at some point. They had to go to places. And, and Judas is filled with enthusiasm. Yeah, they to do that. But then somewhere it changed. Somewhere became less than his enthusiasm for the money in the purse. Judas was so enthusiastic, was so that I don't know how he was appointed, but he was appointed the person to carry the purse. What does that say? High character individual, right? Do you give the purse to the person that's the least qualified, has no sense of money management, can't be trusted? But along the road, he became disappointed, disillusioned in Jesus. And I think we can say, how could he do that? How could he... In Jesus. And yet he was. Because he found more promise, more hope in the money at his disposal than in the person at his disposal. I think it's important to save, it's important to accumulate wealth for retirement, to pass on to our next generation if that's the case. But I hope we can all agree that we don't want to betray Jesus in the process. That there are some boundaries. Comfort can't be our most important thing. And, and yet, when we look at Jesus and we say, well, follow Jesus helps me to be comfortable then we've actually sort of made comfort the most important thing, haven't we? Because now Jesus becomes the meaning. And so we're saying, yeah, comfort has become. Just as with Judah, <laughs> Jesus became the means for him getting access to some gold that didn't belong to him. Right? And, and so Jesus... We go, he helps me out. And, um, and, and, and so, yeah, he really helps me stay who I am and to enjoy life. My life is better because I follow Jesus. And I think I can say, I hope we can say, our life is better 
and have a nicer job because we follow Jesus? What do we mean? No, I, I actually, I love people better. I care for people better. I'm more generous towards people. My life is better because I follow Jesus. And so we need to be careful how we define these kinds of terms. Now, I don't think that we're all going to end up imitating Jesus. In fact, uh, Judas, in fact, I hope that, that none of us do. But let me... can negatively impact our faith. Okay? And the first one can exist in order to make me comfortable rather than for me to participate in the mission of the kingdom of God. Okay? You see, the church It's a really big in the way we think about the purpose and reason for the church existing. Number two, the more comfortable we become, the less we grow. The more comfortable we become, the less we learn. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, we talk about milk. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Think about this. Peter said, then we're not
salvation even if you've been in the church a long time I want you to grow I want you to learn and so the second thing comfort doesn't prepare us for hardship you see what Jesus doesn't love me. Jesus loves me anymore. It happened in the church parking lot. That's got to be a sign about something. You know,
hardships. And so when we elevate our search for comfort, our expectation for comfort, when we don't we can become disappointed in Jesus. And some people will lose their faith because we feel that Jesus hasn't delivered on an expectation that we, um, or, or a promise that we thought he had made to us. So this is the reason. You know, we're going to the amusement park. You know, we're going to, to the fair. And something good. And so when we read scripture, But we're going to encounter hardships. And that's why we have a church, not to be comfortable, but to be supportive in those hardships, amongst many other reasons. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11, Paul tells Timothy, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Judas was disappointed in Jesus to the point of betraying him to death. He came to realize and comfort was not shared by Jesus. But look how Jesus, how Judas then disappointed Jesus. Luke 22, verse 48. Jesus sees Judas and the temple guards approaching him in the garden. He says to Judas, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? You don't think that was disappointing to Jesus? Like, maybe if Judas had a child, betray him with a kiss. That was the signal to the guards that this was Jesus. Arrest him. I wonder where, where would our faith stand? And some of us have been through this. If our standard of living takes a dramatic downward turn, would we question the authenticity of Jesus and his promises? Because for whatever reason, our life is no longer as comfortable as we would like it to be. But you, child of God, flee from all of this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness.
It's about time for communion this morning. So we've got a song to sing.